Lost the weight upon my shoulder. Now it's easier to walk. I can see the road before me. I am not afraid to fall. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening today. We're going to do something a little different today. We're going to do a bonus episode for Women's Month. Yeah, we thought it'd be fun to talk about some women that we admire, a little bit of the history of Women's Month, and kind of honor the people that we, the women we've had in the past on the podcast, as well as ones that we're excited to share in the month of March. Yeah, and kind of let you know we're doing things just slightly different this month with an extra episode that we're excited about. So we'll get more into that. Yes. All right. So first we want to thank everybody for listening and just being supportive on our podcast. Those that listen, those that we've interviewed. And so one thing that would be really super helpful if you guys, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple or any other platform, if you could go and follow us and subscribe, that's really helpful. And then if you also can rate and review it, that is also very helpful. It just, I think the way the podcasts work, it'll just put it up there and come up when people are searching for this type of podcast. I think it's Yeah, easier. like it might be more likely for Apple to recommend it to someone or you know how it is in like recommended sections, the more reviews it gets and stuff. And then, and then obviously if someone comes across it that has nothing, no idea about it, if they can see, oh, this one gets good ratings, then right. it's then just it's good. helpful for yeah. us. And, yeah. and we just want everybody to hear all the amazing people we have. Every time I hear, like we have an interview and we talk to them, like, man, everybody needs to hear this. This is so, because they're such awesome people. Um, And then another way that could help us if you could share the episode with a friend. And I know that we have all these different subjects and I'm sure you know somebody that might have chronic illness or that might have somebody that deals with addiction or any of these topics that we talk about that could be, it could be helpful for them. And that's our whole point. We just want to share these stories to help others and make sure that people don't feel alone and they feel Like they can get through hard things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sharing it is a great idea. And then also if you don't follow us on social media, um, it's a great place to follow it. I think it's fun. What we try to do is kind of like highlight the person that we have a episode on that whole week. So like the day before we'll post a picture of them just kind of announcing it. And then the day of we do a description and then following that, you know, maybe some fun pictures. So I feel like if you're a regular listener, you might just like to follow it because it'd be interesting. You get a look like you get a, yeah. a face with the name and, and then also like you're notified easily, you know, links and stuff to click through too. Yeah. So yeah. And then we, a lot of times we'll um, do quotes of things that our guests have said. Yes. And like a real very powerful. Yeah. 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 So it's a good way to just see what content we have coming up and we're trying to use that more to just kind of get the word out there too. So that would yeah. be great if you follow us there. And so on Instagram, it's beautiful shifts underscore podcast. And then on Facebook, it's just beautiful shifts uh, podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or is it just beautiful shifts? I don't know. I'm sure it will come up in the bar if you do. That, yeah. So. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. And if you search it on um, Apple and Spotify and everything, yeah, it's just beautiful shifts podcast. Yeah. So yes. So yeah, we appreciate it. If you could do that. And we are just grateful for everyone listening. I feel like well, we have kind of had, you know, consistently it's growing like our listen. So we, I know maybe we've mentioned this before, but we just thought it'd be worthwhile to, to throw it out there again. So yeah, those are places you can find us online. Yeah. So, um, should we kind of switch gears and talk about the, the guests we have this month? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we, it was kind of funny cause we had 
a little bit of a backup with podcasts. It's like podcasting's interesting because you're like yeah. trying to time things so that you don't interview people too far out, but then also trying to not only have like one or two like ready to go. Yeah. 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 So we're always trying to like not over recorded, but we have quite a few good episodes coming up and so many of them were awesome women. And so we're like, we need to get these women out in March. Yeah. We want to get <laughs> them all they're all out. such good stories and so different of like strong women and just doing amazing things in the world and good examples and stuff. So, so this week, or actually, sorry, we're recording this this week, but this will come out <laughs> Monday. So next week, so it will be last week. We had our episode was with Elise Jones and she was just like the neatest, kindest. Yeah. We really just kind of connected with her right off the bat. Even she said, I feel like I've known you guys for a lot longer. Like that's how we felt too. Right. She's a really cool person. And she is had been di- has been diagnosed with um, congestive heart failure. And so, you know, you can imagine like how difficult that's been, but she just has this positivity and just really putting out like joy and just living your life and loving what you're doing. That's kind of her message. She, her message is share your heart. Yeah. Which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's a yoga instructor. She's a fitness, a roller fitness instructor. And so she just kind of shares her story and her perspective on life that kind of is helping her get through this challenging situation. And I yeah. felt like it was really good. I feel I like, yeah, it. she's a perfect example of like a woman who's just strong and doesn't let these, you know, condi- this condition hold her back. Really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she is just out there helping others. She's out there, um, yeah, doing things she loves, like the um, roller skating and the yoga. And then she loves water rafting. And, you oh, know, yeah, they have she's like a river a guide. Excursion coming up that, yeah. and retreats. And anyway, it just makes you think like, you just got to live your best life no matter what's going on. Yeah. And I just, she was great. So if you haven't listened to her yet, make sure you do. Yeah. She's got a lot of good, just life lessons and she's just cute. Like when I was mm-hmm. editing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, she laughs so much. And yeah, I she does. I noticed laugh. that too. Yeah. She has a really, and she's like really relatable. I mean, she's doing a lot of cool stuff, but she just feels like a friend you're sitting down and having a chat with. Yeah. So I really yeah. liked her and, and she has a really fun, positive account. Like if you follow Instagram and are looking for, I don't know, she just has like good things that she's putting out into the world. And yeah. so she's always would be someone fun to follow if you, if you do that. So. Yeah. And then we have, um, we have coming up, um, Marsha and Marsha is an Olympic athlete. She yeah. went to the Olympics twice. Um, she's from the Caribbean, but she currently lives in Utah and she's also a social worker. So she, her story was just really intriguing to me because yeah. we haven't had somebody well, I guess Katia grew up in that. We had uh, my sister-in-law from Columbia, but Marsha grew up in the Caribbean and ran for that country. What country? What did she run for? I don't know. Trinidad. Trin- Wasn't it Trinidad? Yeah. Is that? Okay. We can cut this out if that's not right. It just came to my brain. Right. I should know. I think, I, think should... I mispronounced a few yeah. things in her. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll look at it. Yeah, I know. Well, and it was fun because I wasn't, I actually, we just didn't know. Like she was one of those people that, so we were actually connected with her through Karen Cushenberry, who was on, and actually her episodes resonate with a ton of people. People yes. love that. She was on back in January and talked about her daughter's um, addiction. So anyway, if you haven't heard that episode, you might want to revisit that, but I think they work together, right? Like in the, yeah, school, in the system. school system. Yeah. So again, it's one of those people that neither of us knew going into the interview. So those ones are always interesting. I mean, they're fun because yeah, we, we just don't, don't know, know yeah. what's it going to, we don't know their tone. We don't know anything about them. She's just like a really fun, positive, upbeat person. So getting back yeah. to what I was trying, I was like, we didn't actually know much about her background. No, so then she also, yeah. um, just competed, I think just this last weekend in oh, right. some yeah. competitions that will, um, update you about, but I know that she did amazing and got first place in a couple yeah. events. So, yeah. so we're kind of really excited great. the way it worked out that we're releasing it 
just right after, like on the, you know, tail end of when she did these events and did really well in them. And yeah. And then as a social worker, she's just helping so many people, things that had gone on in her childhood and her schooling that she's like, wow, I just want to help kids. So. Yeah. And she works at an elementary school and she like loves it. It was fun to hear. She's so passionate. You can tell about what she does. And yeah, so she's, so, really, she's really cool. We're yeah. excited about that one. Um, and then, Let's see. oh yeah, Brittany. So Brittany is a sexual assault survivor and you know, her story was, again, it was someone that we were introduced to through Carla, actually, who was on our podcast in December. We love Carla. Um, but Brittany is super smart. She had a situation in high school that kind of like when you say sexual assault, I mean, there's so many different varying degrees and stuff. But anyway, she's learned a ton since then and is just trying to help educate women and men and just mm-hmm. parents and everything about how we can teach our the kids and the youth and adults about like what consent is and, and what, um, constitute, I guess, sexual assault. And yeah. I mean, there was a lot to the we conversation. Learned a lot, yeah. We did sure. learn a lot and it was, it sounds heavy and I guess it kind of is, but it was just really informative. Yeah. And I say it's more about educating ourselves mm-hmm. and our kids and everybody around us. And that, that has been shown to decrease sexual assault if yeah, there's more education right. around it. So, yeah. And that's her whole, so she has an organization Um, that, and she goes around, they like speak at things and they educate and yeah, it's all about like, if you can increase the education so that people understand this issue more then the sexual assault goes down because, because sometimes the, what, I don't know if you call it the perpetrator, is that what she Mm -hmm. said? They don't even maybe know know. that they are actually, yeah. So I thought it was so interesting because she focused a lot on, I think we always think of like the victim in the situation, but she's like, it's actually more important for the people that could be a perpetrator to understand because they, their rates of doing these things will go down. Right. And they, they just see it as sexual assault and they, yeah. if they're educated, then they, it won't happen. Yeah. So it was a really interesting, and I feel like for parents too, like for me, it was just eye opening and good. It, just a yeah. great conversation. Yeah. So to be willing to have open conversations with your kids, about yeah. that type of thing to yeah. prevent these things. So, yes. um, and then kind of what we decided, cause so to be interviewed Terry as well and Terry, um, I wrote a book called words instead of wings and it says language to understand and embrace the sacred feminine. And so we wanted to make sure we got this one in, in, in March, March because yeah. it kind of wraps up like, who does it, what does it mean to be a woman? I don't know. It was just, she was a really interesting, I had never mm-hmm. really thought much about, I mean, I'd heard about the sacred feminine and, but that was also very enlightening. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I remember back when we talked about having her on. We're like, this will be so interesting because it's something that's been intriguing to me, but I just don't know anything about it. So we both were reading her book. And then she came on and so yeah, Chantel's going to read a little excerpt. Just to kind of give you an idea what this episode will be about. This is from her words. The sacred feminine gave me the strength and knowledge to be who I want to be, to strip away those false layers, to be raw and fresh, to begin again on purpose from a place of rebel heartbeat love. Accepting the divinity of womanhood was and is a conscious decision to experience life from the celebration of being a powerful woman second to no one. So I think it's all about celebrating what it means to be a woman and to be um, aware that, you know, feminism isn't like a scary word or like a negative word, but it really means to make equal. It doesn't mean like I'm a feminist, so I'm better than a man and a man is bad because they've taken away these things. It's more like we need to, it's good for women and men. She talked a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And how it, um, it's just important for society to make it more of like an equal thing. So yeah. And she talked a lot about like embracing your true self and yeah. Anyway, it's really cool. We think you'll love it. It's yeah, Terry Harmon. How many, I can't, she, each chapter is a different word. Right. And I loved it. Like some of the words, um, 
I'm sorry, I'm going to get into the book here. Yeah. <laughs> that we taught, I mean, that I just thought were so great, like transition, contentment, laughter, connection, sovereignty, mending, wonder, like yeah. each chapter has a new word, um, how it relates to the sacred feminine. And it's just a really beautiful book. Like the cover's beautiful. The yeah. words that she uses and the things she describes is beautiful. Um, so yeah, we're excited to have her on and kind of end the end women's month with her perspective and kind of helping us understand the sacred feminine. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be something that probably resonates with a lot of people. So that's what we have coming this month for the podcast, the rest of the month, taking a little turn here <laughs> or transitioning, whatever our net, like we wanted to give just a little brief background on women's history month, I guess. Uh, a few days ago, I was like, well, why do we have Women's History Month? Like, right. I actually don't know. So I looked it up and um, I think it, like International Women's Day became a thing back in the early 1900s when women's rights were, you know, starting to kind of progress around the world. And and, and like the suffragist movement was happening in the U.S. But it's crazy. Like, I was just actually talking to my kids about this last night. Like, it's kind of crazy to think that women, I think it was 1919 that Congress passed it that women would get the vote, but it wasn't until 1920 that women could vote. And you think that was only a hundred years ago. Yeah. So that's like our great grandparents. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, like. And then you think this country, you know, men have been voting since the late 1700s when, you know, after the revolutionary war or whatever. So all those years, hundreds like, of years, yeah, we haven't <laughs> even, we haven't been voting in the amount of time that men were voting before us. Like, oh, like wow. we haven't, you know what I mean? That's made interesting up. to even. Yeah. yeah and I was trying about. to think like, so what did they think back then that like, they must've thought men spoke for their wives, but then they also probably thought maybe they just didn't think that women's were that smart. Opinion, yeah. Opinion mattered. <laughs> their opinion mattered. I, yeah, don't know. I don't know. I mean, I probably a combination of a lot of the things, but, um, anyway, I love the movie. Um, do you know, what am I thinking? It's the one, it's a Disney one. And oh, Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. You know, the yeah, woman, yeah, yeah. the wife, mm-hmm. I think about her sometimes whenever I think of one. like suffragists and she's so cute and she has her signs and her husband's like a little leery of it, but yeah. he's kind of like That's trying to true. be, I know I always think about her and they have the song. And anyway, I, I love like just kind of thinking about these women in the early 1900s, just being so brave. And, Cause like, we kind of take it for granted. Like yeah. I've never not been able to vote, you know, and, right. of course, until I was of age, but like, yeah, back then, like, wait, yeah. I want to say, I want to vote. I want to, you know, have a voice. So Yeah, and society was pretty progressed by then. I mean, it's kind of crazy that it took that long. But, you know, it took them wanting to make the change and speaking up for themselves, you know, the women doing that. And then, of course, the men that were supporting it and stuff. But so anyway, I think it's really cool that we have this time to kind of remember that and remember the history behind it. And then I think it was like in the eighties when they decided that they would make the whole month women's history month, because something else that I'm learning more about is like, you think about all the men that we, not just the men, all the history that we learn, like in history classes and stuff, like we don't really hear about women's names very often. No, that's but true. They were a part of history. It's just yeah. that they weren't always recorded about. And so I think what women's history month is trying to do is bring, bring to light some of these stories of women that have, influence history. Cause you know, it's like something that I read about this was like, well, 50% of the population's men and 50 is women. <laughs> right. So why isn't there equal stories? Yeah. Or so equal, there's a yeah. little bit of a discrepancy there, but like Luke, my son was telling me he's in this world geography class. Oh, yeah. I think that's Coleman what, loves that. Class. Yeah. Luke loves it. Yeah. The teacher's really mm-hmm. good. And, and about some women and I had never even heard these women's names, but they're oh, trying to awesome. incorporate it more into education, I think. So that's I'm like, so that's cool. so cool that she's like telling you about this woman that then 
you know, had influence on some policy or whatever. So, and I think that's cool for like mm-hmm. girls that age to be like, Oh, like women did this or I could do something like that. Or it's right. amazing that it was a woman that made that change. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think sometimes I get that people are like, Oh wait, why do we need it? Women's history month? Like I, I kind of, I understand, but it's like, it's because of things like this, that now these stories are getting incorporated more into education. And I think it's also just good to remind all of us that like, our rights just aren't given to us. Like someone had to fight for that right at some point. Yeah, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. We had to fight for our freedom, first of all, for the country. But then women had to fight to have a say in in the government. So, And then it's come such a long way. So we're, I feel grateful. Like there's never really a better time to be a woman than right now. Because no, they actually, my husband asked me one time, he goes, if you could go to any era at any time, like where would you want to be? And I said, if I go backwards, I have less freedom. So yeah. I would either want to stay in the day of an age that I'm in today or I'd want to go forward. Yeah. Because I have hope for the future. But I was like, no, because the, like if I go back, I have less rights and less, less freedom. Yeah. And I'm treated differently. That's so true. Yeah. So. I was, we were even just telling, because we got on the subject with our kids about how women couldn't even get like loans. Have you heard about that? And like yeah. a car or <laughs> right. a house, just like maybe 40 years ago. I know it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot. And then we were talking about like the wage gap and, you know, things like that, that are still being, you know, worked on and stuff, but just why it matters, you know, why these things matter. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I feel yeah. the same. It's, it's a great time. Although, okay, so we were going to, we thought it'd be fun to talk about some women that we look up to, um, but we didn't tell each other in advance yeah. who we were each going to talk <laughs> we're gonna about. See if maybe we have some similar ones or if they're all different. Yeah. So. And then we thought it'd be fun to just like see who each other picked. So yeah, we're going to talk about that. And I feel like talking about women's month and history kind of leads well into my first one. So my first one is Melinda French Gates. Awesome. Do you know who she is? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Did you read that moment of lift? The moment um, of lift. You know what's funny? I don't think I've read the book, but I listened to her on a podcast and I was super impressed. Okay. By her. Yeah. 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 I'm sure because I actually listened. I shouldn't say read. I don't. I can't hardly read anymore. I fall asleep. <laughs> I wish I could. But um, so the moment of lift, and it's funny because so the first two that I was going to talk about, they I kind of read these books. Well, I'll just talk about her for now. But I read these books around the same time, and maybe like five or six years ago. And it just really stuck with me because I think it was the first time that I ever read and kind of was even like aware of this woman's perspective, kind of like what we were just talking about with like women's history. And I mean, I knew all this, but when you hear about it and read about it in like in a book, you know, just, just put together like this. So anyway, it gave me a whole new perspective on the world and on women. And when I say it's the best time for women to live, it is, but there's actually what her book showed is there's a lot of women that are still suffering around the world a lot. There's still a lot of oppression And so that's what, um, her and Bill Gates foundation is trying to do, you know, is to go to these different countries and help women gain rights. So this is a, a quote from her book. She says, as women gain rights, families flourish. And so do societies. That connection is built on a simple truth where whenever you include a group that's been excluded, you benefit everyone. And when you're working globally to include women and girls who are half of every population, you're working to benefit all members of every community. Gender equity lifts everyone, women's rights and society's health and wealth rise together. So that's, that's awesome. kind of the point yeah. of her whole book is like, if you elevate women, it benefits the whole society. And yeah. they really like show the statistics and things to back that up. And it's not just like she's saying the health and wealth of the country or the society, but even down to individual relationships of like husbands and wives, the husbands, they actually have more like fulfilling marriages. If yeah. And I think I feel like we, did we talk about that with Terry a little bit? Like how it's not, yeah, it's not to bring men down. It's to like make things more equal and then it makes relationships better. Yeah. Even down to the relationship level. 
And then she talked about, um, she talks about how her big thing for them is like getting birth control to everyone because a lot of these women in these third world countries, whatever, they don't have, I mean, you think about that. They have no way to control. So they'll have like 10 babies. Yeah. They don't have the education or the medical. Yeah. Yeah. The medical means to, so anyway, that was super interesting to me and just showing like, if they can just control that to maybe where they're just having like four kids, then they're not as poor. They're not living in as much poverty. They're actually maybe able to provide or their own kids are getting more like love and attention. I mean, it's just interesting and I really liked it. So, um, okay. So a good kind of summary of the book is if you want to lift up humanity and power women, it is the most comprehensive, pervasive, high leverage investment you can make in human beings. So it's just a really cool read if you're a woman and it, it made me look up to her a lot. I also look up to her because since I read the book, I learned, well, her and Bill Gates got a divorce. And so it just, I feel like, yeah, it's a bummer, but it doesn't make what she said or their foundation any less important. Like they're still right. doing the work yeah, and Living together. Yeah. And it's just like, she's a real person. I mean, life is hard. Just look up to her a lot. And the foundation is really awesome. And the book is really cool. If you're looking to kind of learn more about that and, um, yeah, they do talk about their foundation, but it's more about just what's going on in the world with women's rights and things like that. So yes, that yeah. was my first one. Okay. So my first one, it's funny when I, I was trying to think as a little girl, did I have somebody I looked up to? Oh yeah. Like some, you know, historical figure. And right. so the one that came to my mind is Florence Nightingale. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, and I just, I think I was so intrigued by the fact that she kind of almost like started nursing and I was yeah. very, I loved like learning in health class or I, you know, at one point was almost going to be a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I still would have done that. So yeah. um, I'll just read a little bit. It says Florence Nightingale, which was, so she was um, alive from 1820 to 1910. She was known as the lady with a lamp. And she was a British nurse, a social reformer, and a statistician best known as the founder of modern nursing. Her experiences as a nurse during the Crimean War were foundational in her views about sanitation. She established St. Thomas's Hospital and the Nightingale Training School for Nurses in 1860. Her efforts to reform healthcare greatly influenced the quality of care in the 19th and 20th centuries. And I think what a huge like contribution to oh yeah, healthcare, healthcare, yeah. You know that she some of those things I'd forgotten. I just kind of, you know, thought about nursing, but I forgot yeah. that she had done the nursing school and that she um helped with social reform and so anyway, that was my first, and I remember reading a little book about her and using it for some program, like, you know, something we yeah. had to do for school and using her as my historical figure that I looked up to. So that was oh, my so first cool. one. So I love that. Oh, good. I'm glad you thought of that. I, I didn't think about, anyway, I love that you thought about like looking back to when you were young and yeah, that's so fun. Um, okay. My second one is Michelle Obama. And again, I read Becoming her book. I did around, read that and yeah, I loved that. It was really good. Yeah. So this is a little excerpt. I can't say that word. Sorry. Excerpt? Well, excerpt. whatever. Yeah, excerpt. I don't know. It's like almost like you have the P and the T. Like, do you say I do that with a few things. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did it with one of our episodes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sometimes I have some speaking problems. Anyway, okay. So she says, for me, becoming isn't about arriving somewhere or achieving a certain aim. I see it instead as a forward motion, a means of evolving, a way to reach continuously toward a better self. The journey doesn't end. You know, I, I feel like it doesn't really matter what political party you align with or ideology, or even if you do, I've talked to so many people that just love her book. I know. I'm like, can, how about her president? Uh, yeah, Michelle Obama for president? Yes. Which is funny because do you remember she talked about how she really didn't want him to, like she was really against him going for yeah. president or even getting involved in politics. Yeah. And that's also what, and I think that's sincere. Like when you read her story, 
you know, that's pretty clear, but she's a pretty cool, like it also gave me, uh, insight into the black experience. I know. I was going to say, I loved, um, learning about her childhood yes. and the way that kind of, yeah, that she was treated in the black neighborhood and the white neighborhood uh-huh. and her having to take a bus to school that like, was so far yeah. away to get to a good school. And yeah, it was a really good eye opening just yeah. kind of to learn about. And that. it was like inner city Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think she was the first one to go to college in her family. Yeah. In her family. Yeah. So they really kind of sacrificed a lot for that. Um, but it was just like actually really fascinating to read. And I've just always looked up to her since. And, um, I remember like I told it was one of Corey's aunts who, totally would be on the other side of the political spectrum but I'm like you should really just give it a try and then a few months later she's like I loved that book like I love Michelle yeah, Obama now great. I love I'm not trying to say it so I guess what I'm saying is it's really not political no it's it wasn't just more at all of a story. it's just her kind of yeah. her memoir like you're saying mm-hmm. and becoming who she has become and why like you mm-hmm. know thanking her parents and her childhood and the sacrifices they made for her and the yeah. things she learned and so yeah, I, I feel like they lived, did they live with her, the grandparents, like in the same apartment or something? I think so. Yeah. And her kind of remembering like lived upstairs yeah. or downstairs, it was which a cute is story. Cool. Like, yeah. cause she kind of starts with her childhood and goes mm-hmm. forward. And, and so, yeah, I think she's just like a super classy lady and but smart, but like also real. Yeah. yeah. I just love it. And Peyton, it's so funny. So when he was little, he had like a crush on Michelle Obama, but oh, she really? was, it was when, <laughs> um, you know, when president Obama was president and she would be on like the Disney channel and talk about oh, yeah. eating healthy. Yeah. So she was on there all the time yeah. and he loved the, and so. My niece just thought that was so funny. So she bought him a Michelle Obama calendar. Oh, she did? Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's and so cute. And he would always just talk about, I love Michelle Obama. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> when he was yeah. probably, I mean, whatever he was age little, that would have yeah. been, like he was pretty young. So oh maybe gosh, like I nine or that. 10 or something. And their girls are actually super cute girls. Yeah, they are really yeah. cute girls. But that's so. cute. A little crush. Um, yes, yeah, a little crush. <laughs> um, so it's funny that you did two kind of modern day ones. Mm-hmm. And um, two of mine are like... Hist- more historical. Oh, good. Well, see, it's fun to see the variety. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought would be fun. So, I'm afraid if we would have told each other, we would have been like, well, yeah, maybe we'll do that one. Yeah, or, that's true. You know. Yeah. And I actually almost yeah. picked Michelle Obama, but I kind of thought you might. So, oh, I didn't. You did. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, my next one is Rosa Parks. Ooh. So, cool. um, of course, Rosa Parks was an American. And one of the reasons I guess I picked Rosa Parks is because my daughter has to pick a historical figure and then dress up like her, like the wax museum oh, project it, they do. Oh, yeah. Like In the third grade. grade. Yeah. Fourth, third grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's third. Yeah. Yeah. So she, um, is going to be Rosa Parks. Oh, so we were cute. talking about what she could wear and we were talking about, and she got a little book about her to read about, um, her story. So, Uh, Rosa Parks was an American activist in the civil rights uh, movement, best known for her pivotal role in the Montgomery bus boycott. Um, The United States Congress has honored her as the first lady of civil rights and the mother of the freedom movement. So, Oh, that's so cool. And I just remember also as a little girl being really like impressed by her, like, wow, she just, she dared to like stand up for herself and say no. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then she got involved with Martin Luther King Jr. And just that whole movement. So I just really looked up to her. Well, and you think like that's even more, recent than the women's rights movement you know I always think about that too it's so recent and so you know getting into that whole topic like it's interesting and yeah she was super brave I mean not only is she black but she's a woman in that like tumultuous time with the civil rights so yeah she was awesome and I love that I'm gonna have to talk to my kids about her yeah I'm actually excited to read the book with Kate because I was like yeah there's need to brush up on my history of her a little bit more so yeah that's awesome okay so my next one these two are maybe like lesser known a little bit but Amanda Doyle. Oh, yeah. I love her. I know it's kind of random. I was just I telling Nate. I'm like, yeah. I love the... So they're on the... Um, we can do Hard, hard Things, things yeah. podcast with her sister, who's more famous, Glenn, yeah, Glenn Doyle, and, Doyle, and yeah. then her wife, Abby Wambach, which, you know, the soccer player. Yeah. But I was telling Nate just the other day about it. I'm like, I 
like I mean I like I both know. of them and I look up to them I think they are but I she is impressive Amanda I yeah, know her and education yes. her experience in life she's and amazing. she's super like relatable at the same time mm-hmm. but yeah then she's really talk smart about, she's super and like, smart and I love Glennon and Abby like don't get me wrong but I always like am, okay what's Amanda gonna say about this you yes know? she's really smart so like she has a law degree I think mm-hmm. and she went after she got her law degree she went and um like helped a bunch of women and like Haiti and some with mm-hmm. their with women's rights helping that. So I thought that was super cool, but okay. I wrote down and I wish I would have actually, so if you're interested to know more about her, you can, yeah, she's on the, we can do hard things podcast. Another funny thing about her is she's not on social media. No. Cause I've looked to try to follow no, me her too. Yeah, yeah. She's not. So it's, she's just a really cool person. Um, but anyway, there was one episode they did a few weeks back that was just about her. Cause I think yeah, a lot I of people are intrigued. Yeah. I'm like, well, who is like, yeah. This like what's her and, story? Mm-hmm. So that's when, and what I like about her is also, she has two kids and so she's kind of in the, I feel like I can relate to her. And they're yeah, like seven, eight ish yeah. or something. Yeah. Even though she's um, probably a little older than I am, but I feel like we're kind of in the same stages of life. And one of her kids might be on the spectrum or yeah, something. She's, she's talked about that. that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, she's impressive with all she's done, but also she's super normal and, and going through the same things that we are. And she'll, she'll talk about that. But one thing I loved is she, she's told this story about how she, um, had to make the decision. Like, do you remember that she's at the airport? Oh, whether she had to yeah. either decide to go and marry her husband or go back to Haiti, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a different country in Africa or something and help. And she's like, I was always chasing the extraordinary in my life. Like she, that was her thing. She wanted to do something extraordinary. So she thought she was choosing the ordinary by going and, and she made the decision to, no, I want to marry him. I don't want to give up on this relationship and a family. Cause she knew she wanted that, but she's like, but really I didn't realize I was choosing the extraordinary. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I loved that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's kind of gave me yeah. like the chills almost like yeah. it's okay. You do think, oh, well going to an, and she'd already been to those countries, but mm-hmm. she felt like I need to go back. I need to do more. And my like, life's going to be so boring. Yeah. Now. Like that's what she kind of thought. And yes, she's like, yes, there's monotony and yes, you know, it's different and I'm not doing she loves to travel. She's like, no, I'm not traveling like I used to, but she's like, I didn't know I was choosing the extraordinary, like this experience of being married and raising kids, you know, it, no, not every day is extraordinary, but there's extraordinary <laughs> moments in it. Yeah. So I love that. Like that was a good message. And I think a lot of us can probably just hear that and be like, oh wow. Like that, you know, yes. our lives are in their own ways. Extraordinary. Yeah. Yes. Extraordinary. Um, okay. So I wondered if you, picked this one but I my next one's Brene Brown okay and I was I was like I feel almost guilty not to talk about Brene Brown but I thought you might and I'm like and if neither of us do we'll talk about her we'll bring her her up so if you don't know who Brene Brown is um, she's an American professor lecturer author and podcast host Um, Brown is known in particular for her research on shame vulnerability and leadership and her widely viewed TEDx talk in 2010 um, since then she's written six number one bestsellers and, um, she hosts two podcasts, but I think they're kind of on hold right now, but you can go back and listen to her old so one's called, um, yeah. dare to lead that. and unlocking. Yeah. Us. Those unlocking are her two us. podcasts and they're all so great. She has really great guests. Um, yeah. And she, her, her most recent book is Atlas of the heart, which I love. And then there's mm-hmm. also a series on if you have HBO max and she goes through in her book, she talks about all these words and how we kind of get the words wrong sometimes and how we use them. And, but it's so beautifully written. It's got, it's kind of like a beautiful book. You could set it, you know, out and it has pictures and quotes and her research. And, um, I just love it. And it's so great. But on the series on HBO, I think she picks five or six of the words she kind of goes through and it was really good. Um, but one thing I love about her is she's so like real. She like, Oh yeah. Um, she's honest with things she's not good at or things that are hard for her or, 
Yeah. Um, she laughs a lot, which I love. Yeah. And she She's swears funny. a lot, which yeah. I love. Yeah, she does. You're like, yes. Because <laughs> it's just funny yeah. because I'm yeah. not around a lot of people that like swear. Um, yeah. And I just think it's really funny the way she does. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> she's super real and yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's relatable. Yeah, but my favorite quote by her because she talks about um, vulnerability a lot. That's kind of her main thing. But I think connection is what she talks a lot about. And mm-hmm. I think part of the purpose of this podcast is kind of that, like connecting people and connecting us to people and their stories. And so I loved this. She said, "Connection is why we're here. It is what gives purpose and meaning to our lives." And that's one of my yes. favorite quotes by her. Um, so if you don't know her very well, I would totally recommend reading her books, listening to her podcast. Um, she's just great. Yeah. If you don't take anything else from this episode, if you haven't listened to a Brene Brown yeah. book or a podcast, just go do it. You yeah. will I be mean, happy. The thing is, did. she's she's great and a wonderful person just for who she is and what she like wants to talk about, what's important to her. But she also has like the education and the research to back it up. Yeah. I mean, she's been researching and doing it. Edu- I mean, she has her PhD and she's researched, you know, these human, you know, uh, shame and vulnerability and connection mm-hmm. for years and years and years. And so she also is like legit. Yeah. She's a researcher. Like that's <laughs> yeah. her and a social worker. And mm-hmm. yeah, I love her. Just, she's awesome. Yes. She's the best. Um, okay. The next, the last one I was going to talk about, this is like kind of, I don't know if you say wild card, but <laughs> I've literally, she's been on my radar for like three weeks. So, oh. <laughs> but I was thinking about, okay. Age groups. Like in my head, I was like, okay, the first two are a little older, like Amanda, kind of my age, so Maddie Murphy, I think I've told you about her. Oh, the yeah, bad she podcast. Has a podcast too. Yes. Yeah. She's and cool. she's local. She's from Utah, but I'm just like so impressed. So I've listened to a few of her episodes and then kind of binge back a little bit because I was having a lot of fun listening to her. But so she's 30. She said she's 30. I'm 39. So I'm like, this is kind of cool. This girl is almost 10 years younger than me. She's mm-hmm. so smart. So yeah, she like is. she's funny. But I'm just impressed with her all around. She has her own podcast that's become super successful. Yeah, I like it a lot too. Yeah, She's, it's really it's funny. And- yeah, it's kind of just like lighter and fun yeah. to listen to. But then when you when she talks about issues, she knows what's going on. And yeah. it kind of just like listening to her has given me hope for the younger generation. Because, you know, we hear negativity and I get it. Like there's a lot of crap out there with... Um, online or whatever like but she's like so wise I'm like wow if I would have known some of the things that she's talking about when I was 30 oh I know you know what I mean like (laughs) some of these concepts and and just the overall I don't know like the acceptance of yourself and and just a lot of cool stuff so she's just someone that's on my radar lately that I'm like I look up to her even though she's younger than me I look up to her she's a really cool person and I also have to say she recently got a divorce and her positive like she was like I refuse to not be friends after this and it's really yeah and so she's talking about that so openly and like they hang out still I mean they just kind of decided who oh we haven't really set episode yet but anyway there's someone we have coming up that's kind of the same vibe where it's like they were going to be friends no matter what and Chantilla and I were talking about like you know we do have several friends lately that baby are getting divorced for whatever reason. And we just really respect the ones. I feel like that's kind of a new thing. And so I feel like Maddie Murphy's a great example. Yeah. She used to be more that. like shameful and you yeah. shouldn't, Don't yeah, your talk relationship, about it. you're yeah. not going to be a friend. You're going to bag on that person. Like, mm-hmm. so I think she's, I guess that emotional maturity that she shows through that to her listeners who I think are all, you know, probably more in her age group. I mean, I'm not saying I'm like super much older than her. Cause I can totally relate to a lot of what she's saying with what she talks about, but um, yeah, anyway, she's just a cool person to listen to and fun. And it's given me like, wow, kind of this refreshing take on the younger 
we're still technically both millennials, I think. <laughs> and I miss the millennials yeah. just by a couple of years. I think I'm it's like older millennials. I think it's like two years where sometimes I can yeah. say, oh, I can t- kind of get that. But then I'm like, no, yeah. I am not a millennial. Yeah, because so like I think right Corey, my husband, like is years. the yeah. oldest millennial. And I always feel like he barely made the cut. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like one of the older ones. But then she's probably on the younger end. Um, So, yeah, I just feel like hopeful for the girls coming up in our in the world and in the next generations that like, yeah, there's a lot of crap out there on the internet, but they're also learning so much. Like, I think that that's, I think, like I just said, like you can learn a lot. And I think that that's what she's kind of showing her listeners and they're just, she's smart. She's witty. Anyway, fun person to follow. And yeah, that was, that was a good one. That's awesome. All right. So my next one is Maya Angelou. Um, and I have to admit, I haven't like read a lot of stuff by hers, but I always love her quotes. Yeah. Like anytime so they come up, I'm like, that so resonates with me. I know. Um, I feel the same. So Maya Angelou was an American memorist, memorist, popular <laughs> poet and civil rights activist. She published seven autobiographies, three books of essays, several books of poetry, and is created or is credited with a list of plays, movies, and television shows. Um, but some of her quotes, um, the one that I love that I think we've actually probably mentioned on the podcast is do the best you can until you know better Then, when you know better, do better. And I just think that's so good because, um, it's so easy to like think, well, why did I do that? And how come I felt that way? Or why did I act that way? But it's like, we always are learning and we're always getting more educated yeah. or educated. And it's like, okay, so I used to think that way and now I don't. So just do better. Like if I, how I like viewed a group of per- people or how I viewed the world or something like just, yeah, it's that's the whole point is to, we're here to learn and grow. So just do better once yeah. you've learned. Um, and another one, she says, love life, engage in it, give it all you've got, love it with a passion because life truly does give back many times over what you put into it. Hmm. Um, and I thought that one was really good too. So there's many and I could go on and on, but I'll just, um, yeah. Oh, and this is another famous one of hers. One last one. Yes. <laughs> I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people never forget how you made them feel. Mm. Um, and I think that's such an important one that you just, you, yeah, make sure you're always just being, um, aware of people and treating them kindly and making sure that you're always, you know, I always think like, I want to leave, I want to, when people leave me or I leave them like leave with a good feeling instead of like, yeah. oh, wow, that was not the greatest interaction or, whoa, I don't feel, you know, uplifted or I don't feel, you know, you always want to make people feel good when you're yeah. around them. So. And I love that. That's like one of my very favorite quotes too, because it's like, I think we often think about impressing people with like what we've done or, or yeah, what, yeah, our credentials, our education or, yeah. yeah. Or like, Oh, how clean is my house or, you know, whatever (laughs) thing it is, but really they're going to remember how they felt around us. Like, did they feel like we were kind and we were loving uplifting them and yeah. yeah, Were they supported? Yeah. So I love that. And I I actually think about that in relation to my kids a lot. Like Mm -hmm. once in a while, I used to have a little plaque actually. I wonder where it went that someone gave me, I think when I had the twins, that was like a version of that quote. And so it's always kind of in my head. I'm like, okay, they might not even remember what I say in this moment, but if they can remember that they feel loved by me and I'm not always the best at it, but right. I, but if I can kind of remember that. So, um, okay. And then lastly, we thought we would each share just a few words about our moms Yes, because really they're the women we look up to the most in our lives. So my mom, I was thinking about, it, I'm like, there's like two stories that I can sum up my mom with. So about six months ago, we were on a trip um, to California And somehow, you know, the topic came up. It was, it was our family, my parents and my brother and his family. And everyone was like, what if you had like a billion dollars or what if you were the richest person in the world? Like, what would you do with your money? You know, and everyone's saying different things. And, 
I think, you know, buying all these things, buying fast cars, doing this. Me, of course, I was like, I travel everywhere. I'd have all these pre-planned trips and do all this traveling, <laughs> go everywhere. Right. And then it comes to my mom and she's like, I would set up a humanitarian fund and like really, and we, and we all, all just like went like, quiet, like, <laughs> oh, that's probably what And me should. and Hallie, my daughter who's 13, we always still joke about that. We're like, and then there's grandma Lori, like, yeah. you know, thinking of everyone else, <laughs> else but herself. Oh. Yeah. So she's just such a good example of that. And, but it really is who she is. It's not like she's saying that to look good or. That's really how she feels. Yeah, I think it is. And it's truly like, it doesn't matter. All those things don't matter, even though they do love to travel and they do a lot. And she's, you know, I look up to her a lot because she, you know, at her age, I feel like she's done a great job of like self-care and just take, you know, not like, anyway, she's just a great example of so many things, but, but yeah, she's a truly like a person that is looking about how she can help other people. And that's how she finds her joy. And then the other thing was one day we were talking about, I can't even, now I'm going to botch the story, but something about like what makes you feel the most at peace or makes you feel the most like, you know, aligned with your values or something like that. And I was like thinking of, oh, meditation or, or, you know, even prayer or like, or doing something that makes you feel like you. But she's like, I truly feel it when I'm, with the people that like need my help, like, like serving other people or, or helping people that are, how did she even say it? Like not oppressed, but like, like that are really struggling in their lives. You know, that's when I feel the most connected with like my spirit or, or, you know, whatever you want to call spirituality, whatever that means to you. I think that was the discussion we were having was kind of spirituality type stuff. And I thought that was so cool. And those are, so those are two things that I think about all the time. And I'm like, you know, I'm not my mom and I'm not, it's not that I'm trying to be my mom, but she's an amazing example of that kind of thing to me. And that I can just like, think about, wow, that that's my mom. And, and then also like when I had the twins, she was there for me every single day for like six months. I mean, I feel kind of guilty looking back. I'm like, wow, she just dropped her entire life. Yeah. (laughs) To help me out. So she, and then also like just growing up great, loving mom. Like I couldn't have asked for a more loving, like supportive mom and, and still is to this day. So I'm just so grateful for her. And, you know, we kind of talked about, Oh, well we do a mother's day episode, but we thought, no, let's just talk about our moms a little bit in this women's month episode. So that's kind of where we're coming from with that. And I like thinking, I think most of our listeners, not all of them, but a lot of our listeners are similar to us, probably, you know, moms, middle age, whatever. And sometimes we feel like, like is what we're doing matter? Like, does it really matter to the larger world? But really we have a huge influence over the people in our lives. So it's just a good reminder, I think, to, to think about our moms yeah. and what they do. Yeah. And what I love, actually, I feel like, um, I mean, how long have we known each other? Like 10, like maybe 10 years, but like really close to the last like five years. Yeah. And I've maybe met your, I think I only met your mom like one time, but I think our moms are so similar. Yeah. I was actually thinking of this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like they even look alike a mm-hmm. little bit. They remind um, us of each other. Yeah. Like when you hear mm-hmm. tell stories, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how my mom would be. Or that's mm-hmm. an eight. Yeah. They're just like these tall, thin, beautiful women Mm -hmm. that like really are selfless and give a lot because, so my mom passed away, um, in 2020. Um, but obviously I think about her every day and I try to like, think of what would my mom do like a lot of times because she was just like that. She always was giving. I don't think she hardly ever like, I mean, she took care of herself, but she didn't, everything was forever other people. So I was thinking back to my childhood. So we had people live with us. My mom was always taking people in. So one time her and her best friend were at this store. We used to have to have a store in Tula called Cornette's. It was like a, my mom was really into like crocheting and sewing and it was kind of a fabric type store. 
and they met a woman in there from Africa and they started talking to her and she didn't have anywhere to live and her family wasn't coming over like anytime soon. The next thing you know, like my brother and I are sharing a room because this woman is moving in with Aww, us. Really? <laughs> yeah. That and it was like so such cool. a cool experience. Her name was Anna Marie and she lived with us for a while. My brother and I had bunk beds and shared a room. This was before my sister was born. Um, and then another time, one of her best friends was getting a divorce and she lived with us. Wow. Um, another time that same friend's son, um, their family was moving and he wanted to finish high school. He was my same age. He wanted, they wanted to finish high school. Um, and so he lived with us. Oh, wow. Um, and then not to mention, um, my brother and his wife and kid for a while, um, my grandparents for a while, even us for a short time when we moved from California to Utah, um, before we bought a house and, I mean, that's just my mom. It's yeah. like, open up your home to whoever. Oh, my grandma, my dad's mom lived there as well. And they, she just takes care of everybody. And she let anybody that wanted to live there. And I just know that most of my friends, when she passed away, almost all of the things were like, your mom made me feel so loved. Your mom made me feel so welcome. You you know, right. and those are the stories that I'm like, oh, they did know who my mom was because that was yeah. who she was. Um, And then I was thinking about, I, this just came to mind when I was trying to think about my mom, but I remember... I was like in high school and we were driving somewhere and I don't even know what brought it up, but she, maybe at me having kids or how do you do these things for us? Or like, yeah, you sacrifice so much. Like, mm-hmm. and she got really emotional and she just said, you won't know how much I love you until you have your own kids. Mm. And that's so true. Like yeah. I knew my mom loved me, but until I had my own kids, I had no idea. Right. No, no wonder why she was sacrificing for us because she loved us so much and I would do those same things for my kids that she was doing for us so right I'm like you I feel like I couldn't have had a better mother I feel so blessed to have her and mm-hmm. we were like best friends too like yeah same you know like yeah. I would talk to her about everything and then like I remember like in college I'm like she probably wrote half my papers for me like she was always <laughs> like mom I got I need help mom you know like yeah will you read this will you help me with this will you and she was just always there for me so yeah. definitely so cool yeah the the main person I look up to my my number one yeah me too me too oh that's awesome I love that well good well I'm glad we got to talk about them and and all these other awesome people yeah it does make you feel like I feel proud to be a woman or I feel I know because even they asked me well would you still come back as a woman I was like yeah 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 totally what that's why he's like well you can come back as a man and come in anytime I'm like no I would want to come back I don't want to come back anything in the past Mm -hmm. I'd want to like maybe come in the future and see just to see what, what the progress yeah. has been made it'd be interesting it'll be interesting yeah it is like actually changing so fast in our own lives and we're mm-hmm. we're mid-age so we have a bit left to yeah see. to see what happens yeah. with our daughters yeah. and our granddaughters yeah. and yeah. yeah yeah i'm excited for the upcoming generation and i love that you brought that up with thinking about the future too because mm-hmm. it's just cool and yeah yeah so women yes we love you yes thank you for <laughs> yes. sharing your stories and your friendship yes. and your love and yeah, yeah, even those that haven't been on our podcast, but that are just our dear friends or yes, our sisters yeah. and family members and all the women in our lives, my daughters. I know. And I even was like, oh man, I have so many friends I could even talk about in the women that I look up to. But, you know, maybe someday we'll do an episode like that too. Yeah. This one I thought was fun to look at people in the world that, you yeah. know, people can also know about and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. So awesome. fun. Well, thanks. That yeah. was fun to talk. Okay. We're excited yeah. for you to listen to our episodes this month in Women's Month and honor, and hopefully you take a ch- you know, the opportunity to honor the women in your lives that you look up to. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if you listen to this Monday when it's released, Marsha's is coming out Tuesday. So don't miss that. Our Olympic athlete, new friend. Yes. So, and then go back to awesome. listen to Elise if you hasn't, yes. haven't, because she was just amazing. Yeah. She so. really is. Okay. okay. Thanks. Thanks. 
Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribe to the podcast and follow it along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Shifts Podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We The Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy. I find a way to know myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own Life is my own I'll start again, my mind is free now I can feel I'll take a chance, I won't be wrong Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own I feel the strength